Hey, welcome to the club. Before we begin, I'd like to introduce our podcast and explain what we do. We will go over mysterious and unsolved cases, a bit of the paranormal, and of course, conspiracies. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and any other podcast provider. Also, a new episode of The Cloak comes out every Monday. So don't forget to join the conversation on Facebook forward slash The Cloaked Podcast and catch us on Twitter at The Cloaked underscore. And don't forget to like and rate us. And if you enjoyed this episode, please share with your friends. And now on with the show. Let me get my show notes. Alright guys, today we have another short story. It's a bit of a mystery and as you know, every other week I've been giving you guys a bit of those short mystery stories. I know um, you guys are used to some of the more bigger in-depth investigation type stuff, but um, you know, I guess, you know, on occasions we definitely like to take a bit of a break and give you guys uh, something a little bit different. Um, so you guys don't get bored. I mean, we have a lot of stories and a lot of us guys, um, in, in the podcast, we do our own independent investigations. We go and do out the research. We look into stuff. We look into information, video stuff that's current and stuff that of course has happened in the past. Now, um, you know, speaking of the past, this one, something that happened, not that long ago, actually, this happened back in 2015. Now, the, the uh, story I'm about to tell you guys is something some of you listeners may have heard. You know, we have a lot of listeners from the UK, so maybe you've heard of this story. Uh, the story I'm about to tell you is that of the Saddleworth Moore mystery. Now, this is a very peculiar story, and when I had first heard about it that was very interesting um a lot of thoughts and ideas and conspiracy stuff came to mind now this story starts with uh, a man found up on the hill with his arms crossed over his chest um so he was found with his arms crossed over his chest very interesting already uh he was slumped over the hill parallel to the track where the hikers take now this hill is uh, quite the uh, place that um, gets a lot of foot traffic and it's very well known. The uh, hill is over there in Dark Peak off the Peak District a National Park in Northern England. Uh, this occurred back in December 12, uh, 2015. So again, not that long ago. Uh, now this man was found near the Dave a stone reservoir wearing uh, clothes that were not really fitted for hiking um, again you're going hiking you want to wear you know some tennis shoes shorts a breezy shirt or you know if it's cold you wear you know uh, some kind of sweatpants of some sort or maybe a sweater um, just really depends on the uh, the environment and the weather of course uh, if it's raining, you wear a jacket. Maybe some of y'all don't run in the rain. I don't know. But again, you wear clothing to the destination and according to the weather. Now, this man was wearing pretty much a suit um, and, you know, some walking slip-on slip shoes that were, uh, again, made more for kind of like a business type 
dressing again not fitted for hiking uh, so very strange now the uh, the landlord of the pub recalls the man passing by his pub and asking for directions on how to get to the top of the mountain um, now he wanted to know what was the best way to get up the hill now the landowner of this pub told him hey you know you want to get up there you head this direction but hey in, in a couple of hours it's it's gonna get dark and you don't want to be up there in, in the dark and especially you know w with what you're wearing he, you know, he was thinking it was a little odd uh what what with what he was wearing so he you know tells him you know it's gonna get dark you probably don't want to go up there right now at this moment uh maybe wait for tomorrow uh bright and early and head over but uh, of course the man all he wanted to know is how to get up there uh, onto the hill so he leaves the pub and that's the last time he's seen by anyone alive uh, so um, the next morning he's actually found by a um, by a cyclist a cyclist ends up finding uh, the gentleman and, and so he finds him again he was uh, up on the hill with his arms crossed his feet uh, his, his legs actually parallel to uh, the uh, to the hikers trail again parallel to the hikers trail um, it's very uh, weird and odd positioning of this man and so you know he's found in the situation and the hiker um, or actually the cyclist that found them Stuart uh, Crother um, found him and he was actually riding past that area and when he passed the area he actually thought that maybe you know he's he saw him maybe he was enjoying the view but as he got closer to see what was going on uh, he realized that the man was actually uh, he, he had actually had passed and so you know it's one of those where you know, the cyclist thought maybe he had a, a stroke or some kind of heart attack. Uh, maybe he overexhausted himself trying to get up the hill and short as a breath type of situation. And and he may have had some kind of a, a stroke of some sort. And so, you know, that's what he believes when he when he uh, came to this uh, this uh, individual. Now, you know, um, Again, his body then is taken to the uh, uh, to the mortuary where they do their proceedings, of course. And as as the investigators re uh, look into the body, uh, they find out that he had no wallet, no wallet, no identification, no debit cards, credit cards. The man didn't have a watch. Of any sort he didn't have a cell phone or a mobile as some of you say um, so he didn't have anything to identify this man so who was this guy you know they're trying to figure out who was this individual now you're probably saying why now you know he's probably a just a John Doe but as you know nothing that we say no story is too ordinary here uh, so as I, I continue on you'll see why 
this is a bit of an interesting and mysterious type of story. You know, they detectives wanted to know who well who is this individual? What's going on? You know, what what's the story? Well, they see him, right? They're able to look he's about sixty five to seventy five years of age, blue eyes, gray hair, obviously not dressed for the occasion. Uh, so he was probably a person maybe not planned to go hiking maybe it was a spontaneous thing but of course in the UK there's tons of uh, CCTV uh, cameras it's one of the most heavily surveillance area uh, heavily surveillance uh, place there's a lot of cameras everywhere probably not an area that's not um, not covered by some kind of cam by some kind of camera of some sort. So there's there's tons of places where they have cameras. So actually, when they went back to see, you know, okay, so can we find, you know, this guy's trail? How did he get to that area? Maybe if we backtrack his walking, maybe they can find, um, maybe they can find his uh, his house. Maybe they can find a point of origin of this guy. Maybe he stopped at a place. Maybe somebody knew him and they see him having a conversation with this person. Maybe they, that's the one way they can find out who, who this individual is, who this John Doe is. And so they look over tons of security cams and they were able to backtrack so many miles, so many miles we're looking at over 200 miles. This man traveled more than 200 miles to get up to this hill. And, you know, that's where he was unfortunately found. And so, you know, who was this man? Like, why why travel so far? Is, you know, why? What's the, what's the mystery? Now, they do an autopsy at, uh, at, for this individual and they find... Uh, during the autopsy, they find a poison uh, known as strychnine or strychnine um, in his body. Now, this is very important, very important. And now this type of poison, it, it's one of the most lethal poisons known to man. This is this poison has no antidote. There, you know, it's a very violent death. Um, you know, once you take it can experience everything from uh, spasms, contortion in the face. There's be even uh, reports of people who take it. There, you contort and spasm and seizure so much that you arch your back, you know, and snap your vertebrae, and you end up in a position where your head is pretty close to uh, your butt, like it's close to that area because you snap it so hard uh, that it ends up being, you know, your back. You, you you break your back completely. And, you know, a lot of bones broken and your your arms in positions you wouldn't normally put them. Um, your face definitely is, as, as best that I found, and the, the most craziest description of your face is that of a violent death mask uh, so you can imagine this um, look that the that you would have if you 
would have taken this poison. You know, they would have had this look of a violent death. And here's where it gets odd. This individual, this person did not have any of that. Like I said from the beginning, this man was found with his legs parallel to the uh, the trail straight with his arms crossed and looking at the scenic because uh, this place is a national park and it's a very very popular uh, park it has an amazing uh, scenic view it's uh, it, it, it definitely gets uh, its people to show up and take pictures and look at the trails and kind of enjoy the walk and so it's definitely a very scenic place so uh, like I said this man was found in this manner and completely different from what the side effects would have been of taking taking this poison so why why is he not in this position why is he not looking like he has some kind of seizure and a, a, a very violent death from taking these this poison did his was his body immune to the poison was his did he take something else with it also did he take it willingly was it a suicide was there something was there someone up there with him and of course as the investigators look onward uh, to try to find who uh, find out who this person is and why why the poison what happened was he alone was did he meet somebody uh, was he there meeting somebody that did, did this meeting go bad and was he murdered or and and you know the the side effects why not the the side effects why didn't his body take to the side effects that this poison would have had now they start investigating uh of course of uh as much as they could to find the information on this guy now let me give you a bit of a backstory to the area uh known as the uh, as the moors or the hills uh the moors hills this area and Saddlesworth moor it was kind of known for a lot of things um one of the things that one of the things that it was known for a very unfortunate tragedy that happened in the moors um and back in the 1960s excuse me back in the 1960s a serial killer couple um who i will not name they, who murdered a bunch of children um who uh, you know they smothered the they kidnapped they snatched children off the suburban streets of the great area or the greater manchester area they tortured assaulted and killed buried about nine children up on the uh, on the moor uh, on this hill and you know this tragedy um occurred and happened there these these kids were buried um in this area and so they tried to see if he had any connections with that and there was nothing so again this is something uh that they of course investigated and again this this area is like i said before is very scenic very gorgeous area i've seen pictures of the of the area online and it's a very popular place very uh very touristy um if you like hiking the wilderness it's a great place to go hiking from what i've seen online 
and so and, and definitely what you know what what I read, and so again, this man was found with no ID, no phone, no watch, no nothing. Cyclists found them just like that, no identification whatsoever, and so who is this guy? You know, wh- what's with the poison? Wh- what's happening? You know, there's so many questions already, right? And so you you, you want to know what's what's with everything that's happening you know you kind of you're left with this inf- bit of information that you find and and not a whole lot to go on so then a second autopsy is done right because there's not enough information so we gotta let's 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 take a look again and maybe something was missed right maybe they missed something so they look again and they find a metal plate now there's a metal plate that they find is um, now again they're still continuing on the first part of the investigation while they do a second autopsy now they find a metal plate you know at the same time uh, that they're looking in for the, into the poison they find out that the poison uh, came from a batch from Pakistan right now the this uh, poison uh, strike nine um, it's also it's something that's still made and found in Asia and Australia, but this particular batch was traced back to Pakistan. Now, the reason why I'm bringing this into light as I'm telling you about the metal plate is because during the research of the plate, the, they they were able to find that this metal plate came from there you go, Pakistan. Now, this metal plate was placed in this area of uh, the gentleman uh, because of a serious injury now this injury came either while he was standing or walking you know um, he may have been hit by a vehicle or something of great impact may have happened to him and uh, this is this is why he this and this is why he got this metal plate and so you know something you know he obviously has traces back to Pakistan and so you know he may have lived there so far as what the information that we've uh, as the detectives have been gathering this gentleman definitely lived in Pakistan so you know they try to investigate there's so many questions uh, come up and as you know you're trying to find out what happened to him was he meeting somebody somebody up there was he a spy you know and then you know he was found that he was a spy and he, and he was murdered and you know you tend to kind of run on with a lot of the information that you have and and if you're like me or anyone else out there so one of the things of course you're going to think about is was he a spy you know you have he has ties to pakistan he's he's in london there's this poison he's up on a hill he, he he has died and you think well maybe it's nothing like that maybe there was a tragedy in his life maybe there's a reason why you know you may have something else you know maybe a loved one passed away um maybe uh you know you know something to that effect and he lost somebody maybe he was dying but the autopsy doesn't show that so they're looking further and in 1949 a dc3 plane had uh crashed uh, uh on on the nearby area and they were thinking well maybe was he related to anybody that was on the plane from that, that was to survive or the past and so they investigated that and nothing they come up empty he was not related to anybody 
attached to this uh, plane crash. So nothing come of that. So they continued on, you know, so many questions. And actually back in um, 2017th of March 15th, uh, they found a relative, actually a, a brother, of who turns out to be David Lytton. Uh, his brother Jeremy Lawton came out and said that that was his brother, and he says some interesting things uh, when he uh, comes to being interviewed uh, by this uh, by the reporters about his brother. Uh, now this is courtesy of the Old Ham Chronicle. I'm gonna play this and hopefully you can hear it. If not, I'll, I'll edit that, of course. Uh, give me one second here. Let me play this. I might met him dozens of times later on, and you know, trying to rekindle. He wanted to keep everybody at arm's length. No one could understand. It's just the way David was wired. Uh, what what his brother is talking about there is that. Um, they had a bit of a fight, and his brother left the family. Um, and him and his brother haven't spoken really, uh, haven't spoken in a while. So there's a bit of a riff in the family. As he continues on, he says some interesting stuff. And let me know what you guys think. And of course, I'll let you guys know what I think of what he says. But pay, pay close attention uh, to what he says. Now, um, you heard what he said. He bought, he bought a plane ticket to return back. He wouldn't have done that. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, you know why buy a returning ticket uh, to back to your place if you're not gonna come back if you're gonna commit suicide that doesn't make any sense his brother of course says he wasn't the suicidal type also he booked a hotel for five days so that also it's a bit strange but as you listen to the interview it gets a little stranger um, listen to this Personal theory, for what it's worth, um, I think he was doing it recreationally. I think he built up a huge resistance to it. I also think that uh, it was a very, very windy day up there. I've been up there. My brother had quite serious heart disease as well. Uh, going up to the point where he died is really, really hard work. Very, very hard work. I think he took strictly to help him get up there. What he was doing up there, I've got no idea. But I think he took too much. I think some, probably the wind blew some in his face. And I think that's, that's the way he died. That, that's me. That's just my theory. So as he's saying is that his brother, his brother took strychnine or strike nine as recreational. Uh, he took it in low, low, low doses. And maybe that's he body had built a tolerance for it. And maybe that's why his body wasn't contorted enough. 
And so, you know, that would explain that part. But he would take it for the, the pain of going up the hill. I, I mean, that's something I've, I honestly never heard of that. Um, but for him to take it like that, almost recreational, very interesting. Um, the idea that maybe he possibly overdosed. If, if he's saying that he took it recreational and maybe it's a possibility he accidentally overdosed on it. It definitely adds something to it. But it's very interesting, very nonchalant how he says it. Like, oh yeah, he may have taken it recreational. But it, it, he doesn't say that indefinitely. Oh yeah, my brother used to take this. Um, I known him to take it frequently or take it from time to time. It kind of, the way he states it kind of alludes like he does, but I'm not quite sure. I mean, it sounds like, it sounds like, uh, it's, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't feel like I quite believe what he says. Um, also, the fact that he claims, Mr. Lawton claims that he you know, sees the news and watches the news and he pays attention to the news and is very, he's an addict for the news, miss this uh, mystery completely for more than a year and says, oh yeah, you know, we missed this information, we didn't know that, the, you know, they were looking for the, the, the identity of my brother and this is occurring. So it's all very bizarre and very suspicious. I mean, at least from my point of view, and maybe it is, maybe it's all Occam's razor and maybe what he's saying is factual, but, you know, I think it's very strange the way he, um, you know, passed and the, the circumstances that all this is found in, um, why strip yourself in identity and why not if you know why just suddenly kill yourself or you know why take strike nine and why so breezily go up the hill um, like that there's so many unanswered questions and it kind of leaves you in you know not knowing what could have happened and what happened why uh, most important why but just to say that maybe it was an accidental overdose and very I don't know it's just not very I don't believe it honestly I just don't believe it I think there's more to the story that we're being told and maybe someday we'll have more information as to why or, in, or maybe it was an accident again who knows you know of course again if you like this episode uh, share and like with your friends and we'll be posting uh, these uh, this next coming month. We'll be posting uh, some of the uh, missing 411 cases that we've been looking into. And hopefully you like those stories that I have picked for you guys. And uh, we're gonna, we might have uh, guests at the very end of the month. I know some of you guys love, love those strange stories uh, uh, from the from the search and rescue uh, section. Uh, you know, some of you guys love those stories and uh, we've come across some very good stuff. You know, we have somebody that either A, will be able to interview or maybe this person will share some of the stories. Uh, we'll see how we'll be able to do that. And again, please share and like a lot of the stuff that we're getting here is... Um, uh, from iTunes, a lot of people are finding us from iTunes, and you know, if you have any thoughts, questions, please hit us up in the comments, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Later.